You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. Well, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, the fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We are back, and we have a listener's choice episode, and we are joined by Dr. Scott Vigay for this one. Hello, everyone. And you picked a Fifth Doctor era episode, and tell the fine folks which one you did. The Visitation. Ooh, The Visitation. So, the Doctor and his three favorite companions. <laughs> Go into a wood and then things happen. Exactly. Um, so, why did you pick this one? Well, uh, there's a couple of different reasons. Uh, I like the atmospheric nature of the episode. Uh, it's a quasi-historical, uh, so it's uh, it has some good secondary characters that are introduced in this uh, in this episode. Plus, uh, there's something for each one of the TARDIS crew to do. Uh, when you have that many people in the console room, it's kind of hard to write a script where everybody has something to do other than say, what's that doctor and, and uh, whatnot. So uh, everybody has something to contribute to the story, and it's a little bit of a throwback to some of the earlier t- types of stories. No, totally could see that. I totally could see that. That's awesome. It's going to be a f- lot of fun to talk about this one, and we got a great crew together to talk about it. Let's, of course joined by our regulars of course let's say hi to mary ogle hi everybody it is great to be here and mr mike gordon howdy so we got a good one for you and we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home please of course write us feedback at earthstationwho.com we'd definitely love to hear what you guys thought about this one and you know were you a fan of the doctor fifth doctor era um with you know, the three companions, or as they called it, the crowded house. And it was it was just an interesting time for Doctor Who. And, you know, because this is not that far into the fifth Doctor's run yet. So he, I think Peter is still trying to find himself in a little bit. And it's very interesting to see. And we'll talk about him. We'll talk about, you know, the characters and such and the story and... It'll be a very interesting to do, but we might as well just jump in with both feet. Yeah. 
you know, basically, this one came out in, gosh, 1982. So I was in ninth grade at this time. So, <laughs> and uh, basically, it uh, ran for four episodes. And basically, it was from the 15th to the 23rd of February 1982, because I think that's when they were showing Doctor Who twice a week, if I'm correct. So it was it was an interesting time for the series. Uh, companions, of course, are Adric, Nyssa, and Tegan, and the Fifth Doctor our is favorites. Peter Davison himself, one of our favorites. <coughs> so... <laughs> Um, it was real interesting to watch this one. I haven't seen this one probably in about 25 years. So it's been a bit for me. And I enjoyed it. And I'm very curious to see what your guys' impressions were. Scott, we already asked you why you you know picked this one. Mikey, is this the first time? Well, it's not the first time you've seen it because you did it on another podcast. Yeah, the first time I saw it uh, was about a year ago. Uh, May of last year, I uh, joined the uh, Watchathon of Rassilon crew because uh, they are uh, still plodding along uh, adventure by adventure to uh, review all the episodes of Doctor Who. And they are, I think they're still on the Fifth Doctor era. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, that was the first time I'd seen this one. And uh, um, I'm just going to say right now, uh, Scott. I, I love you a lot, man. But, uh -oh. but, but uh -oh. damn, <laughs> but damn. Uh, oof. I just want uh, this is uh, That's not your favorite. <laughs> this is this one was tough to swallow a second time. Uh, you know what? Hey, fair enough. You know it was so funny. Mike said, "Give me your top five and and uh, and you guys have done all those and the top ten, <laughs> top, top, two, <laughs> top twenty. Top twenty-five. Yeah, we are, so, <laughs> we, we are uh, yeah, we're getting that. And look, I understand. Look, we we've run across a lot of people that you know uh, like the Fifth Doctor era, that love the John Nathan Turner era. Um, I am not one of those people, and uh, uh, we can get into the particulars as we go on. But um, yeah, this is this one. Yeah, this one was tough to swallow again. <laughs> Mary, what about you? Uh, if I have seen this one before, I had totally forgotten it, which it is very forgettable. Um, I mean, it's very mediocre <laughs> to me, but like a lot of the Fifth Doctor era, um, Peter Davidson is not one of my favorites. I don't hate him, but I don't love him either. And I mean, this this just seemed kind of indicative of, of his storyline uh, actually, it's better than some of them, which actually, which is not saying much. Um, <laughs> there are things I like about it, like like Scott was saying. I, I like the pseudo historical setting; it, it it creates a nice atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And um, I like the sidekick, the man of the theater. Yep, yep, the Highwayman. Yep, Richard yes. Mace. Mace. He was awesome. Yes, he was. I mean, awesome. he's it, it's a trope, but he he's really great at it. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's it's lots of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. It was interesting because, you know, 
he basically just jumped in and he basically in some ways i felt like he was almost more main focus than any of the companions he was yeah <laughs> and you uh, know but he didn't do anything he just added commentary through that the entire episode oh no like, he's he a sidekick he's a sidekick yeah, yeah. he's a total yeah. sidekick so but i mean he was great it was uh, it was nice to have his running commentary throughout the whole thing uh but uh i, I did i did appreciate the actor um and the character um and that's yeah that's about um the only one that i did um <laughs> mary um wow. mary mentioned something mary mentioned something to me too and i'm i'm you know i think uh i mean i think i've only seen about half of the fifth doctor's run at this point and i but i think it, i find it very interesting because he, on the outside peter davidson looks like he should be the most charming uh, most compassionate uh, doctor of the bunch, right? Right, but he's not. Um, no, he's, he's, he's really it. not. <laughs> he, he's such a dick. Um, so, yeah, he's very and, arrogant. And I think he's even more of a dick than Hartnell. Well, and, and, uh, and, and we're playing him close to character, you know, as <laughs> the actor. You know? Well, no, let's set the actor aside because, uh, you know, recently I think uh, that has uh, turned into something ugly. But back then, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, he was coming off of all creatures, great and small. And, uh, you know, he was the youngest actor to play the doctor at the time. And I mean, he, and look, I mean, it was like the ladies love him, right? He was the most handsome doctor I think we'd had, uh, in, in, in that, at that point. Right. But he's, he's frantic in this. He's easily, easily rattled. He's he's very snippy. He's very condescending. Uh, he doesn't own the room. Uh, a lot of times, he likes to walk in and think he does, but it turns out he he doesn't. Um, and I just find him really frustrating to to watch in this particular story and others too. But this one, man, it's really just like this is not a great doctor story to me. Um, oh. I would love to follow up with that because I think you're right. And, and I think that the, there's a lot of reasons for, and Doctor Who has fallen into this trap several times. Uh, you know, he's the young doctor, but he's supposed to be, be able to, you know, they, when they, they went that young, they had to be able to prove, oh, it's still the same old doctor that we all know. Also coming off of Tom Baker, right? So uh, he's a young man with an old person's soul. So how do you do that? Make him crotchety and, and take away any uh, empathy and, and and they fall for that every single time. And you want to make the sixth doctor alien, make him you know be even more caustic. Uh, and I think it's a mistake. And I think that the, uh, especially like with between him and Adric, uh, you know the the relationship the doctor and Adric had before regeneration was more of a mentor mentee kind of relationship. And now after the regeneration, it's almost like the doctor woke up and went, "Why well, did I have this kid here?" You know, I can't. I can't stand him. Oh, in this storyline, just... he was downright hostile to yeah. Adric multiple mm. times. Well, yeah. and not just Adric. Um, Everybody, you know, uh, Tegan as well. The only yeah. one that he treats with any sort of respect is Nyssa. Right. And uh, you know, I think it's very telling. I mean, it's obviously written this way, but it just feels like because there's even a scene in the in the first episode where they kind of break into the 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 house. Um, and he takes Nissa with him, leaves like the other two with the, um, with an actor at the front of the house. 
And they go searching through the house at once they get in. And Nissa goes, should I let the others in? He's like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. He's like, no, no, uh, not really. And, you know, once they get like sort of knocked out, the doctor kind of leaves both of them like, yeah, that's dead weight. He just, he abandons them. <laughs> he really He's does. Like, and, yeah, he just leaves them there. And, it, you know, I thought, man, how much better would this era have been if it was just the fifth doctor and Nyssa? Yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. the other there, two are just written to be annoying. And, and that's no fun for There's some great anybody. big finish adventures with just the two of them. Right, which exactly. is pretty awesome. We actually did one spare parts. If you oh, remember. oh yeah, yeah, spare but, parts is great. And but the, you know, and the chemistry between the two of them are fantastic. But yeah, um, and you have to think about this is right after Kinda, and so basically, they you know Nissa was unconscious for most of this uh, the storyline before this, so she wasn't even in it basically. Right. Even I, I, in this I, one, she gets shunted away to the TARDIS. Yeah, but she's doing something productive. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's, not, she's yeah. helping make the, the, the device, she's, right? She's so, moving furniture around the TARDIS. I thought that's she was yeah, just redecorating yeah, but, oh, her she, room oh, she's or something. she's doing is dragging stuff <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> that's really fun to watch. I'm like, really? Three did, minutes of her moving I mean, that, it's just filler. <laughs> did, did, it, well, it's not just filler. It's it's her um, you know, building the machine that's going to do the thing. At least at least that's a task to do, right? That's what I was saying. Like, when you have, if you're going to have three companions and have no idea what to do with them every episode. You know, there's this, you know, the, the random script generator is, okay, who's going to, uh, who's going to fall down while running and possibly twist their ankle. Uh, this episode, it's Adric. I mean, you can have a drinking game by that. Right. And then, <laughs> uh, and then it's like, what do you do with everybody? Well, you gotta break them apart, separate them and then each give them something to do at least. I mean, yeah, it was moving furniture and it could feel like filler, I, but at least it was something productive towards the story. Never mind that yeah. the prop looked like something from, from uh, Lake 7. I thought it was the ORAC tank, uh, you know, or something like that. I would still argue that it's just filler because I think think that the denouement just really lets you down. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it takes out the android, but so what? There are other ways to take out the android. I think that was an, spending an awful lot of time where she could have been doing something even more productive to move the story along. Hey, I love that. I love that Android with all the bling. It was. Actually, I have to say the production values were actually pretty good for the time period. Oh yeah. The Android's kind of fun. He's like disco Android. (laughs) Exactly. It looks like, Oh, let's have see how many rhinestones we could put on this. Uh, and, I, and and the, uh, the 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 villains aren't aren't too bad either. Oh, the, no, fish, the fish guys. Yeah, especially for being one-offs too, right? They, they yeah. aren't something we've seen before, and we never see them again. Uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, if if Doctor Who were consistent, and I'll just say that in air quotes, uh, you know, the, the fact that this was essentially maybe a fixed point in time based on how the episode ends, you know, the Doctor, you you know, would have been. It might maybe should have been cognizant of that. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I, I thought that this was kind of cool because every time the doctor set, uh, sees the possible presence of another alien race on Earth, he always assumes, "Oh, they must be in trouble here. I'll go help them." And it turns out to be wrong about it every single time. Uh, so consistency, it was, my friend, consistency. Yes, it, it, it survives the regeneration. It's just. So that those are reasons why I think that that uh, especially at the very beginning of the Fifth Doctor era, right? You know, they're not quite sure what he is. What you know, if the if the Seventh Doctor is a, is the schemer, uh, 
what is in the fourth doctor is the uh you know kind of uh, uh bohemian what what is the fifth doctor right and i, I guess if i were trying to identify you know what is his thing it would probably be more i guess in some form uh, i i don't know it's, it's something more internal you know you, you take a character that's supposed to be all energetic and everything and then they, they try to present him as something as somewhat enlightened but not at this point right it comes later uh and 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 his empathy becomes stronger towards the end of his run and that's why things like uh what he does for to for perry uh matters right the fact that he sacrifices himself for perry this version of the doctor in this episode wouldn't do that i you know I don't, it would come out of the blue you know so there's a lot of character development from here to there um and I don't know. It's just they're they're trying to figure out what what works with all these characters. I really agree with everybody. You know, if they had just had the Fifth Doctor with one character, uh, it would have worked a whole lot better all the way through. He almost seemed like he was a younger version of the First Doctor, crotchety and easily to anger, and you know, very short with everybody. Yeah, and that's the impression I got from him, especially from this storyline. He comes across as like an old, like the oldest brother who has to take care of like, everybody else. <laughs> take care of his like two uh, younger siblings while he's out on a date with his girlfriend. Like yeah. he just, that's the way he comes across, and uh, to me anyway. And it's just not. It, it's and he not resents fun. it. Yeah, he yeah, yeah he's very <laughs> resentful of it. Seems like both uh, Adric and Tegan. And and they're written in a way where all they do is is needle him like that's yeah. like it, it just, um, you know, and I, I don't appreciate that kind of writing style where it's like, I mean, I see it all the time. I see it all the time, especially like buddy cop shows where, you know, they the two cops are like they don't get along and they're just bantering back and forth. And it's full of annoying banter where they're getting on each other's nerves while they're trying to get work to the case. But you know what? That's a that's an instant turnoff for me. I do not watch those, and uh, I don't I don't appreciate it in my Doctor Who either. Yeah, I mean it's one thing when you have someone like Donna who's kind of annoying, but she there's a depth to her, and right. they don't they don't give Adric or Tegan not very often. Every once in a while, Tegan sometimes. There. Yeah, but Adric not, almost never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And it almost seemed like, you know, in this, it's like, Adric was like, I don't really want to be here anyway. But then, you know, that changed within 30 seconds type thing. And it was just like, Adric, shut up. You know, I mean, Adric's a teenage boy, but they've taken all the most annoying aspects of a teenage boy (laughs) and and left him with nothing else. And that's I hate that. That's such lazy writing. And that's cardboard characterization. It is. And and I think I I think the regeneration screwed up their plan for him, I think, you know, because I think the fourth doctor saw Adric and said, here's a diamond in the rough that I can help polish. And Mm -hmm. the fifth doctor doesn't care about doing that. You know, and so now what you're left with, right? You're left with like, like, like Mike said, in babysitting duty that you don't want. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the sad thing about it 
And the inc- inconsistencies in this episode about the TARDIS, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. You know. Uh, the fact that, the fact that, that Adric can, can plot a course between where they were and where they needed to be. Why, why, why shouldn't he can just ask Adric to, to get her to Heathrow? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I was just thinking about that, and it's like, oh, the doctor couldn't get to Heathrow, but he would be able to get from where they were in the countryside to downtown London in the same year, in the same order, you know. That's that's happened before, though. It has happened before, and we have an answer for that. We all know that the TARDIS is deliberately taking him not where he wants to go, but where he needs to be. Yes. Right? So retconning that, you can go like, okay, fine. You know? (laughs) Yeah, that's something that has been yeah throughout. Even with New Who, that's that's yeah. a thing where it's like yeah, they've kind of got that that sort of explanation, but you know, it doesn't really. It's just a cover for right. inconsistency, right? That's exactly. Right. It was it was just so inconsistent, and oh god, Adric, you know, flying the TARDIS. What would the Doctor do? And he slams his fist on the console, and it materializes. <laughs> yeah, it's like really. <laughs> well, I mean, who didn't see that coming? Oh, we knew it was coming uh, but, a mile away. Uh, you know, the the thing that is, <laughs> oh man, I don't want to keep tearing this thing down, but it's really, I mean, there, you know, I had forgot. It's weird because I'd seen it last year and there is stuff that I think like Mary, I just blocked it out because I was watching <laughs> this thing and I was like going, oh yeah, like. There's, there's, they don't know what to do with Adric so much that they create this scene because they're like, how are we going to get the robot into the TARDIS? Oh, I know. Let's have Adric like walk out, storm out to save somebody, and then within seconds get kidnapped, and and then lead somehow lead the robot like back to the TARDIS. Like it's just, and but not on purpose, of course. Um, and uh, it just seemed like it was so forced and contrived. It's ludicrous, it yeah. Well, it's a lot of capture, recapture, escape, and recapture, which happened, mm-hmm. which is a lot of like Second Doctor era uh, mm-hmm. storyline. So you know, it's a throwback to that kind of a thing. And uh, it, yeah, it gets it gets repetitive. Um, there was a lot of the story that could have been cut out, and this could have easily been two episodes. Easily, yeah. just like uh, it still would have not been good. Just like the just like the Black Orchid, right? Which is yes. the next one after it, right? Exactly. Uh, but the uh, but yeah, you know. But like I said, I you know, I think that though there is some some value in actually having Adric fly the TARDIS because at least that's something that the Doctor and uh, and Adric have been working on, and at least he was contributing to the plot in that way more than just you know chewing up scene. I mean, it is you know. It's ludicrous, but at least there was his contribution. I'm not entirely sure what Tekin's was for this one. You know, she gets upset that uh, she doesn't get to Heathrow in the right place, and what's the first thing she does? Leave the TARDIS. Uh, you know, it's kind of, I guess, like, huff, puff, I don't want to be in the, the same room with everybody. But the last thing I would do is immediately exit the TARDIS. I would go right. back I'd go back to your room before I would leave the TARDIS. Yeah, that made no sense at all, because her whole thing is, I can't take this anymore, I need to go home. Right. And then she walks out in this alien environment she knows nothing about. No, right. no, she no, knows no it's sense Earth. whatsoever. She knows it's Earth. Let's, 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 she knows it's Earth and it's, it's earlier. So it's not like she doesn't know that where she is. It's not like she's going right. on an alien planet. She's like, 
she's storming out, and you know, even though it's like oh, it, not it, the it is, numbers, it's exactly. still like a home. It's still her home. Exactly, yeah. it's still Heathrow, but. 300 years earlier. Yeah. yeah. You know, and she's she trying to breathe. I got to tell you as a woman, if you're walking out there thinking it's 300 years earlier, then you're, you're, if you're sane, well, <laughs> your thought is about, I am not safe. 300 mm-hmm. years we're earlier. We're talking about Tegan here. Um, and, and another thing, I, one other thing I liked, okay, let's go with some things that I liked. Some things that I liked, I, besides the, uh, uh, besides Richard Mays, who, uh, you know, has some great lines. But um, I like the fact that in the beginning of the episode, Tegan still feels the effects of what happened. Uh, yes. And I, and I like that. Now, the only thing is, is that they forget about that by episode three, because once again, her mind is taken over. <laughs> right. And, and yet there's no, she doesn't like, you know, there's no bounces. trauma. Right. There should be, <laughs> there should have been extreme trauma and yeah. that could have been a great character moment for her. Instead, they just kind of move on because they've got other things, fish to fry. Right. Um, I agree. Uh, but I did like the fact that because you don't, even back then, you don't see the storyline spill over that much. Um, and I like the fact that they tried to at least give her something from the last one, but, um, it it just, like I said, they just dismiss it. it. It's almost worse to do that. Well, that was on an episode by episode basis. I'm giving them some points. Uh, I also like the fact that I also like, (laughs) yeah, right. I also like the fact that, okay. So last year when I saw this, it was in May. Now we were in the midst of a pandemic then, uh, we still are, uh, to an extent, but last year at this time we were in quarantine, like hard, fast quarantine. So, um, but I, I don't know if I just didn't ring as true to me. But I'm watching this, and I have to appreciate that during a plague, the the villagers are all wearing masks. Uh, they are social distancing. They are taking the plague very seriously, and I do appreciate that. Um, and uh, you know, Richard Mace has a as a line right in the beginning. Uh, you know, he says, because of the plague, everywhere is unfriendly. And I'm like, boy, do I understand that phrase a lot more than I would have, like, two years ago. Yeah, right? that, that part, yep. I wish they had actually gone more into that, because that part's actually very understandable. I mean, the villagers are actually, I mean, they don't understand where the plague is coming from. It would make sense for them to to try to keep out any new people that came along or even to blame them. That's very human nature. So yeah. that to me really rang true. When, when he says that being in the countryside, of course, it was worse than in the cities, which is the opposite of what you would expect. I would have expected the, the doctor to, to go, oh, that's odd. You know, or, or somebody, I bumped that, you know, uh, because that was a clue of what was going on. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And it was just, it was real interesting just how it all tied together. And the doctor was very dismissive of everything. You know, it's like everything and everyone. Yeah, pretty much. He seemed to have, although I do appreciate, and this is uh, pretty constant with all um, Doctor Who episodes, really, that are written at least heavily decently. But they seem to have a moment where. The doctor has a one-on-one with the alien or the bad guy or whatever, and that scene I did appreciate because um, the the banter back and forth, the actor that they got playing the the main was it 
the pterodipal, something like that. What is it? How do you pronounce that? Pterodactyls. Yeah, pterodactyls. Anyway, I don't think he's actually given a name, but, uh, uh, but um, man, it was really difficult for me to get past the awful prosthetics uh, with <laughs> these with them. I mean, I've seen some bad stuff before, but this was, whoo, Nelly. And uh, but I did appreciate the actor who was like the lead there. Um, and they had some great banter back and forth. My favorite of which, because I always like to point out lines that I like. My favorite of which is when, um, you know, he's talking about um, uh, re- reducing the humans to, or uh, uh, actually making them extinct, because you know that's what they—that's what humans do to lesser animals on the planet. And uh, and the doctor says, "Well, that's hardly an argument." And the alien leader spits back, and he said. It's not supposed to be an argument. It's a statement. And I'm like, that's so <laughs> I love that, too. That's awesome. And that was just about where they ended that episode, too. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, you're, you're not going to win this on on on, uh, on valor of, of points, right? You know? I'm a Nazi. I'm yeah. not going to be reasonable. <laughs> this isn't a debate, sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to commit genocide because I just feel like committing genocide. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to go to another planet. We are not going to coexist. We are taking over this place. And it's just like, okay. They destroy know. everything just because we can. Well, and if it was the tenant doctor, he would be going, that was your one chance. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they seem to make a, a, a semi-big deal of his Sonic being destroyed. Right. It is a big deal. Uh, you know, he says, that's, you know, I feel like I've lost a friend. So I'm wondering, like, does he not have it? For a while after this, that's correct. He doesn't have it again nope. until this, in, in, the next time we see the Doctor with the Sonic screwdriver. Well, there is a Sonic lance that the Sixth Doctor uses for one episode, and that gets destroyed. Yep. And then, and then the Seventh Doctor has a Sonic screwdriver in the Eighth Doctor movie, and that's it. I mean, that's and, wow. Yeah. Yep. So wow, this so, is the last this, use of a Sonic in classic yeah, Who. This is so. This, this is why it's significant uh, production wise. Yeah, sure. Behind the curtain, a little bit. They were saying that the, the doctor had been relying too much on uh, the magic screwdriver. So they said that we, we got to take this back. We got to we got to make him more clever, right, and all that sort of stuff. So that this is the episode where he loses the sonic screwdriver, and he never rebuilds it from this point until there's a until that one uh, sixth doctor story where he makes a sonic lance uh, to do something and immediately has to sacrifice it. Uh, but it's uh, so it is super significant, and it's kind of odd that to see it again when the seventh doctor has it, because uh, you're like, well, he never had one. When did he get one? <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's like he guess he didn't need a, a pair of shelves to put up or anything. And, like that. and that's why yeah, exactly. And that's why in uh, Time Crash, the doctor, uh, the tenth doctor, offers the fifth doctor his Sonic, and he refuses. And the doctor says, "Oh, that's right." I forgot you went on, you know, unplugged or something like that. Hands free, right? You went hands free back in the day. Look at me; I can save the universe. I'm wearing a vegetable, and you know all that sort of stuff. <laughs> that's why. That's why this is a, is a significant story because you lose the Sonic. Mm-hmm. It was. It was sad to see it burn too. It's like <gasps> no. <laughs> but I have to say though that the, the thing that happens next is that he picks up a gun. I mean, you know, they're talking about how how the Doctor is violent and, and they were worried about violence in Doctor Who and they were really worried about the Sixth Doctor era. I mean, the, the first thing the Fifth Doctor does when he loses the Sonic is he uses a, a gun to shoot the lock. 
Exactly. You know, and I loved it when, uh, you know, Richard May said, you missed. I never miss. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. And you remember how many people made a stink of Matt Smith using a gun? The oh doctor never uses a gun. And you're like, oh, well. <laughs> you don't watch yeah. old series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there was a couple times when the doctor was fighting and he gave up way too easy. You know, it's like, where is the Venetian judo? And, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, it was just. Well, I mean, he managed to flip a guy. Yeah, the, one time he did flip somebody. <laughs> but, I mean, you don't need to see the doctor doing wire foo. But, I mean, at the same time, it, it would have been nice to have seen, you know, that you can't take him down that quick. But what can you do? No, but you know, I, I did like the, you know that it tied into the London Great London Fire, mm-hmm. and you know that was pretty uh. disgusting watching the aliens burn with the bubbles, and it's just like <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, I was laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, this is silly. Um, I I appreciate the tie-in, but. The doctor kind of acts at the end like he knew that. Right, that like was he was going to happen. Right, it was oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, he totally but acts like that. There's no, there's no lead into that. Like, yeah. as soon as they arrived in London at that place, he should have known what was going to happen, and and uh, and that would have been really interesting uh, to see him have that confidence and and once again own the room. Um, and be the smartest one in the room. Right. But instead, it, it feels like it feels like no, he's just saying that to cover up the fact that he didn't know. Yeah, there's no there's no foreshadowing. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like whenever like he he's at that point in this story and in his run where every time he says something, I mean, we know the doctor lies, but every time he says something, I I I don't I don't trust him. I don't believe him. <laughs> you know, when he says that, that joke, uh, that, you know, that joke, I never miss. I didn't take it seriously. Cause I'm like, sure you do. Out of curiosity, did your uh, opinion of the fifth doctor, you said you haven't seen a lot of them, but I mean, uh, you've seen, uh, uh, you've seen the last few episodes. I yeah. I mean, I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen both episodes uh, leading up to actually the, the one before this. And I've seen probably, Maybe more than half. You've seen uh, more. You have seen more than half because we've. I've seen more than, than half. half. Yeah. So, do you think that the, do you think his character evolves at all, or? Oh, or? very much so. I haven't oh. seen them in order. Okay. So that's a that that's where I have a disadvantage in terms of, and I see them so sparsely apart that it's hard for me to understand if he does have uh, an arc. Um, I think I would say he's pretty different by Caves of Ed- Endrazani. Oh, I think Caves of Androzani. I think that's one of the best new old series. Yeah, out. You know, storyline. Well, I mean, to me, that's true. That mean, but that also I kind of attribute that the fact that he's only got one companion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can he can one that he kind of. I mean, he doesn't respect like he does Nissa, but it's still one on one as opposed to. You know, and having two that just like I said, all their written, all their lines are written, so they just needle him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just annoying. Yeah, annoying cardboard. <laughs> annoying cardboard. Oh, annoying Which, cardboard. by the way, there's cardboard boxes in, in the storage room, and I'm like, 
There's no cardboard. <laughs> cardboard isn't in the 17th century. <laughs> the lost art of cardboard. <laughs> it was from the like, alien hey, ship. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. Mary's got it. That's right. I mean, as an archaeologist, I can tell you, do you know how many times we've we've discovered and lost flush plumbing? I mean, you know, it, it's happened before. I've told everybody if the if the great apocalypse ever happens, save the plumbers. We don't want to have to rediscover plumbing again. <laughs> he gives that uh, he gives that console um, sort of chip to uh, mm-hmm. Richard, and Nissa asks, "Is like isn't that kind of dangerous? Like leaving him leaving that technology with him?" I'm like, "You just left the whole big console base <laughs> in a village, not to mention." A downed escape pod. Like, yeah, I mean, they don't do anything with the <laughs> ship. It's still there. <laughs> and you're worried about this, like, little piece of... <laughs> I'm just like, damn. Damn, damn, damn. And there's probably some still... Had to be some kind of equipment in the cast or the house. You know. Oh, oh, yeah? Yeah, so they left a lot there. And, you know, by the time, you know, Tegan gets back to what 1980 or whatever she was going back to same year as sarah jane how about that no uh but but yeah um wouldn't have you know the technology come forward because somebody would have you know built something for it well that's the plot of uh, a new season episode dr who right the revisitation oh exactly (laughs) isn't that a big finish adventure no (laughs) (laughs) no it, it it's it was interesting i there was a, some good points to it, some, eh, but, you know, I think before we, you know, tear it apart even more so, let's give some final thoughts. Any final thoughts for this one? Uh, I think I'm done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept thinking I, that Tegan is so done with the doctor, but, but we are so done with Tegan. Oh, God, so. yes. Agreed, agreed, agreed. All right, so let's go ahead. Rate this one out of five Tardises, one being the worst, five being the best. Scotty, you pick this one. You get okay. to go first. Oh, great. Well, I'll give it a three. Okay. Mike? Um, I can't give it any more than a two. Um, and if I have to watch it again, it'll probably get lower. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember if I had to rate it when I was on uh, Watchathon of Rassilon. I don't think I – I don't think I – despised it as much um but the second viewing i just was um yeah it just it was it it was worse for me and i think it would only get worse on uh uh, every time i watch it i certainly would not recommend this one to anybody who was new to doctor no 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 i wouldn't recommend really any of the five Fifth Doctor, you're <laughs> other you other than other than the five doctors. Okay, yeah, the five doctors, yeah. Actually, I I still would love us to. We have not reviewed um, the Return of Omega yet. Oh, yeah. And Arc of Infinity, and that was a great, great story. I think uh, you know I'd have to go back and I don't know I forget with ratings and everything like that, but. My, one of my favorite uh, Fifth Doctor ones is the last one with Tegan, with the Daleks. Oh, that was a good one, too. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I did like that one a lot. Yeah, that is a great one, too. That's the only one. I, that's a very few times I like Tegan. Yeah, but we also did like, um, what was the one with the two Brigadiers, too? 
Oh, the, yeah, Modern Undead. Modern Undead was good, too. Yeah. So, all right, Mary, before we go into doc, more Fifth Doctor stuff, what, what are you going to rate this one? I'm going to give it a three, because it is just, I mean, it's very forgettable. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's very middle to me, and I'm sure that, you know, as soon as this <laughs> this uh, podcast is over, I'll forget all about it again. <laughs> forget about what, right? Hmm? Exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, and I'm going to also give it a three. I was originally going to give it a two and a half, but I think Richard Mace brought it up to a three for me. I I could have easily seen him as a companion, like a Jamie type character, mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. I think would be really would have been really awesome. I would have loved to seen the Doctor dump the other three and just going off with <laughs> Richard. You know. <laughs> No, no, keep Nissa. Keep I'm, Nissa. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not in a Nissa uh, hate camp. Okay. Yeah, I'd be fine with keeping Nissa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dump the other two yeah. quick as you can. You know, well, poor Adric. Well, poor Adric <laughs> only has a couple Which left. There. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, and that, you know, when I was watching, uh, when I was on Watchathon with Thatsalon, they were watching them in order, and I think we were complaining about Adric, and I'm like, well, that's not going to be a, a problem for much longer. <laughs> not a problem. And I, th- I think it's the same writer for Earthshock, so he was pretty sick of them, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he made an impact. Exactly. So we want to hear from you guys at home. Please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. Want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I almost introduced the show tonight as ESO BS because it's almost the same crew. Because, you know, we do another podcast called ESO Board Silly on for exclusive for our Patreon. And it's the four of us and Kevin Eldridge also. And it's a great, great crew. But I don't think we'd ever get Kevin on here to talk about no, anything related Doctor to Who the Doctor Who. He would, are you kidding me? He would love this episode. Oh, I'm sure he would. <laughs> <laughs> no, if the Bengals were in it, maybe he would. Or the Go-Go's. He would enjoy uh, the, 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 the Bowie-esque uh, robot? The, you know, what's not to like? Exactly. Well... We definitely thank you guys for listening. We are going to be back again in two weeks. And we're actually doing another Facebook Live. That's right. We are doing the psychology of Doctor Who. So it should be a lot of fun to talk about that one. um, And, you know, see where we go with it. And we were going to have a trained professional on with us. So she could probably school us on a lot of it. (laughs) So it should be very cool. Let us thank our guest for being here. Scotty, thank you so much as always. Oh, it's an honor. And let's of course thank Mary Ogle. Oh, thank you. Always wonderful to be here. Anything you want to promote? Uh, You can find my artwork at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. And Mr. Mike. As always, it's my pleasure. Like, look, even if I didn't like revisiting the visitation, uh, I, I love visiting with you guys. Oh, that's so sweet. My heart's beating. Oh, that's good. One of my hearts, at least. So it's good. Uh, but yes, definitely. Thank you, everybody. We will see you here in two weeks. Be safe. Please get vaccinated. And you know what? We got big things ahead of for us. So let us go forward on this one and not go back to the fifth doctor era for quite some time. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Earth Station Who. Peace and rare done. Boom. Awesome. Woo-hoo.
You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. The Monster Sci-Fi Show is part of the ESO Network. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Hello everyone, Dr. Geek here with a shout out to all the scientists who worked tirelessly to bring a COVID-19 vaccine into reality. (laughs) Let's face it, creating something of this magnitude is a miracle worthy of Dr. McCoy himself. And now, Dr. Geek needs you to do your part. Remember, each shot is one small step back to normal, one giant leap to putting the pandemic behind us. We can do this. For more information, visit vaccines.gov to find your nearest provider. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.